Inshallah, we'll listen to the recitation from Ayah 63. قُلْ مَنْ يُنَجِّيكُمْ مِنْ ظُلُمَاتِ الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ تَدْعُونَهُ تَضَرُّعًا تَدْعُونَهُ تَضَرُّعًا وَخُفْيَةً لَئِنْ أَنْجَانَا مِنْ هَذِهِ لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الشَّاكِرِينَ قُلِ اللَّهُ يُنَجِّيكُمْ مِنْهَا وَمِنْ كُلِّ كَرْبٍ ثُمَّ أَنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ قُلْ هُوَ الْقَادِرُ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَبْعَثَ عَلَيْكُمْ عَذَابًا مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ أَوْ مِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِكُمْ أَوْ يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيَعًا وَيُذِيقَ بَعْضَكُمْ بَأْسَ بَعْضٍ انظر كيف نصرف الآيات لعلهم يفقهون وكذب به قومك وهو الحق قل لست عليكم بوكيل لكل نبأ مستقر وسوف تعلمون وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ يَخُوضُونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَأَعْرِضْ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ وَإِمَّا يُنْسِيَنَّكَ الشَّيْطَانُ فَلَا تَقْعُدْ بَعْدَ الذِّكْرَى مَعَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ وَمَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ يَتَّقُونَ مِنْ حِسَابِهِمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ وَلَكِنْ ذِكْرَى وَلَكِنْ ذِكْرَى لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ وَذَرِ الَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا دِينَهُمْ لَعِبًا وَلَهْوًا وَغَرَّتْهُمُ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا وَذَكِّرْ بِهِ أَنْ تُبْسَلَ نَفْسٌ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ لَيْسَ لَهَا مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ وَلِيٌّ وَلَا شَفِيعٌ ليس لها من دون الله ولي ولا شفيع وإن تعدل كل عدل لا يؤخذ منها أولئك الذين أبسلوا بما كسبوا لهم شراب من حميم لهم شراب من حميم وعذاب أليم بما كانوا يكفرون قل أندعو من دون الله ما لا ينفعنا ولا يضرنا ونرد على أعقابنا وَنُرَدُّ عَلَى أَعْقَابِنَا بَعْدَ إِذْ 
هَدَانَ اللَّهُ كَالَّذِي اسْتَهْوَتْهُ الشَّيَاطِينُ كَالَّذِي اسْتَهْوَتْهُ الشَّيَاطِينُ فِي الْأَرْضِ حَيْرَانَ لَهُ أَصْحَابٌ يَدْعُونَهُ إِلَى الْهُدَى قُلْ إِنَّ هُدَى اللَّهِ هُوَ الْهُدَى وَأُمِرْنَا لِنُسْلِمَ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَأَنْ أَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَاتَّقُوهُ وَهُوَ الَّذِي إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ وَهُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِالْحَقِّ وَيَوْمَ يَقُولُ كُنْ قَوْلُهُ الْحَقِّ وَلَهُ الْمُلْكُ يَوْمَ يُنْفَخُ فِي الصُّورِ عَالِمُ الْغَيْبِ وَالشَّهَادَةِ وَهُوَ الْحَكِيمُ الْخَبِيرُ قُلْ سَيْ مَنْ Yunajikum, he saves you, he delivers you. Who is he that rescues you, men from Zulumati, darknesses, al barri of the land, wal bahri and the sea? When you're in the darkness of the land, when you're in the darkness of the sea, meaning you're in the middle of the ocean, or you're somewhere on the land, and darkness falls over you. You don't know where to go. You are lost. You are afraid. At that time, who is it that saves you? Who is it that rescues you from your distress, from your fear? The thing is that a person does not always remain at home. Nor does he always remain in the same state, in the same place. There are times when a person has to leave his comfort zone. He has to get out of the house. Sometimes he needs to travel. And while he's traveling, he may go In an airplane, he may go in a train, he may be driving on a highway, and there are times when he is in darkness, in the middle of the night. Sometimes he travels by sea as well. And a storm comes, whatever it may be. It could be the middle of the night. And at that time, a person realizes that he is in great trouble. If someone doesn't rescue him, he cannot get out because he cannot help himself. There are times when you are in difficulty, you can do something to save yourself. But there are other times when you cannot save yourself anymore. You cannot help yourself. You need someone else's help. And you call upon others, you call the police, you call the rescue team, but they are going to take some time to come. So who is it that really rescues you? Who is it? that lets you get in touch with someone who can come and save you. Who is it that sends help? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who is it that rescues you from your difficulty? Allah azza wa jal. Allah asks us, who saves you from the darkness of the land and the sea? And sometimes a person could be in his own home city. But what happens? Driving on the highway, huge storm, and in the middle of the day, the lights are turned on. Why? Because it's so dark. Such heavy clouds are upon you. There's so much heavy rain falling down from the sky over you. The streets are flooded. And you're just stranded. You're stuck. So who rescues you in that situation? Allah does. 
And at this time, تَدْعُونَهُ You call upon Him. How? تَضَرُّعًا وَخُفْيَةً تَضَرُّعًا Imploring Him with humility. وَخُفْيَةً And privately. The word تَضَرُّعًا is from the root letters ضَادْ رَاعَيْن And تَضَرُّعْ literally means شِدَّةُ الْفَقْرِ إِلَى الشَّيْءِ Extreme neediness of something. When you are extremely needy of something, you're literally poor, like you need it. You desperately need it. And when you desperately need something, then how do you ask for it? How do you ask for it? If you're extremely tired, you're unwell, you're sick, you're on your bed, you cannot even get out, you need a glass of water. How will you ask? Go get me a glass of water? No. You'll bring about this really painful expression on your face, right? And you'll start whining or something and you'll struggle to speak. Even if you have the energy, you'll make a face, right? You'll show that you're really sick. You're very, very desperate. And then you will ask for help. So this is what tadarrur is. To ask with humility. To beg. To request earnestly, like literally pleading someone. So at that time, this is how you call upon Allah. That, Ya Allah, please help me. Please save me. You call upon Allah with so much humility. And also, وَخُفْيَةً خُفْيَةً خَافَيَ Privately, secretly, that just in your heart. You're too afraid to even say something. Because at times... It happens that you're in so much danger, you're in so much difficulty, that you're afraid that if you speak, if you say something out loud, someone's going to hear you, and you'll be in a greater trouble, in more difficulty. So what happens then? You call upon Allah, khufiyatan, secretly, just in your heart. Or you call upon Him secretly, because you don't want others to know that you are asking Allah. Sometimes you cannot even find the words to ask Allah. So you just ask in your heart, khufiyatan, secretly, quietly, just whispering to Him in your heart. You call upon Him. And what do you say? in surely if, anjana, He saved us, He rescued us. Who? Allah. That, oh Allah, if you save us now, min hadihi, from this, meaning from this distress, لَنَكُونَنَّ Surely we shall definitely be مِنَ الشَّاكِرِينَ Of those who are grateful. Ya Allah, if you save me this one time, I will be forever grateful. I will be forever grateful to you. I will never forget this favor of yours upon me. If you save me this one time, you help me, you take me out of this distress, I will forever be grateful. I will do this and I will do this to show my gratitude to you. What happens is that when we are you know, living our lives comfortably, then what happens is that we chase different things, different people. We are in the pursuit of many goals, many things. We want to please others. We want to be friends with others. And in that chase, in that pursuit, who do we forget and neglect? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about it. All day long, who is it that we are trying our best to keep in touch with? We're texting them. Right? We're messaging them. We're touch-basing with them. Right? We're updating them as to what's going on throughout our day and our night. Likewise, every hour, what is it that we are going after? Sometimes we are striving to satisfy ourselves, one meal after the other, one treat after the other. And sometimes we're just trying to enjoy life, right? one thing after the other. And who is it that we neglect? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why literally sometimes... The only time that we remember Allah is when we have to pray. 
And how much time do we dedicate to salah? Just five minutes each. Just five minutes each. Literally, five minutes to each salah. That's the maximum that we remember Allah through our day. And this is unfortunately true for the majority of our days. For most of our days. But then what happens? When we are in a desperate situation, when we are in difficulty, then what happens? We begin to forget other people. And then eventually, who do we remember only? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're in difficulty, you try to call your dad, you try to call your mom, you try to get in touch with your friends, you try to get in touch with 911, whatever. But you can't get in touch with anybody. Then what happens? You know that nobody can help you. So who do you call upon? Allah. Allah only you can help me. And sometimes what happens is that people are not used to making dua regularly. They don't call upon Allah that often. So even when they are in so much distress, they find it difficult to call upon Allah. So when they do ask Him for help, they cannot verbally do it. How do they ask Him for help? Khufiyatan, just in their heart. Because they don't want anybody to find out that they're making dua. Because otherwise they'll seem to be very weak. They'll appear to be weak. So they just call upon Allah how? Khufiyatan. Oh Allah, if you save me now, I will forever be grateful. Allah says, قُلْ say, Allahu يُنَجِّيكُمْ minha. Allah saves you, He rescues you from it. From what? From the darkness of the land and sea. Meaning when you are in extremely difficult situations, you call upon Allah, who saves you? Allah saves you. وَمِن And also from كُلِّ كَرْبٍ Every distress. He saves you from every other distress as well. ثُمَّ أَنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ Then you all associate partners with Him. He saves you from every difficulty, small or big, yet you associate partners with Him afterwards. When you're in that agony, you say, Oh Allah, if you save me, I will forever be grateful. And when He saves you, later on you associate partners with Him. How? That instead of thanking Him, you thank others. You thank the doctor, you thank the nurse, you thank the doula, you thank your family, you thank whoever people are around you at that time to support you, to help you. You thank them. Yes, they did help you, they did support you. But who sent them for your help? Allah sent them. Who taught them how to help you? Allah. Who gave them the ability and the strength, the technology to help you at that time? Allah. So ultimately, you should be thanking who? Allah. This doesn't mean that we don't thank the doctor, we don't thank the family, we do thank them for sure. But most thankfulness should be shown towards who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, He rescues you from every difficulty, but yet you associate partners with Him. Notice the word karb. He rescues you from every karb. What is karb? Karb is extreme distress. Basically, it is such extreme pain, or you can say distress, that causes a person to suffocate. And what I mean by that is, that you know sometimes you have so much pain, that you're finding it difficult to breathe. Have you ever experienced that? You're finding it difficult to breathe? That there's extreme, let's say, stomach ache that you have. How will you breathe? How will you breathe? You start sighing eventually, right? And you start taking deep breaths or you hold your breath and then you let go. And after a few moments again, you take a deep breath and then you hold it and then you let go. This is kalb. 
Likewise, in extreme stress, what happens? People find it difficult to breathe again. Right? So, karb, extremely, you know, stressful situation, extreme agony, distress, this is what karb is. So, every kind of karb, who saves you from it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet, you forget Him, and you remember others. You turn towards them later on, and you say, thank you for the medication. Thank you for such and such. Whereas in reality, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who saved you. And then once everything is back to normal, you go ahead, living your life as normal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ Say, هُوَ الْقَادِرِ He is able. هُوَ He is al-qadir, The one who is able, the one who is competent, the one who has the power, the ability, عَلَىٰ upon أَنْ ذَاتْ يَبْعَثَ عَلَيْكُمْ He sends upon you. Allah is all able to send upon you عَذَابًا a punishment min فَوْقِكُمْ from above you. You think that if you came out of some distress, safe, you're not going to be in difficulty again? You cannot be caught by Allah again? Of course you can be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put you in that karb and He can put you in another karb as well. He made you go through that difficulty so that you turn to Him. You turn to Him and then you forget Him. You think life is up? You think difficulties are over? They're not over. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can send upon you punishment from above you. From above you. In what form? A person could be in a building just like we are and literally the ceiling can fall upon us. Can it not? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not able to do that? Where are we safe? Tell me. Where are we safe? Nowhere. You could be in your own house. In your own house and the ceiling can fall upon you. The heavy lights can fall upon you. Lightning can fall upon you as you're walking on a sidewalk. There could be a hurricane, a storm from above. Different things can fall upon us from above if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to inflict some harm upon us. Min fawqikum or min tahti arjulikum from beneath your feet. He can also send punishment to you. How? From beneath your feet. Tell me, this ground that we're standing on, that we're sitting on, can it not burst open? This very instant, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, can it not burst open? Yes, it can. Aren't there so many places, so many times that people were peacefully sleeping in their beds, eating their meals in their homes, enjoying themselves, and what happened? Sudden earthquake. And the earth splits beneath them. And down they go. Or the earth splits open and something very dangerous comes up and hurts them. So, أَوْمِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِكُمْ It can come to you from beneath your very feet as well. Allah can send punishment on you from above and below. And this is in the tangible form and also in the intangible form, in the physical sense. Like literally some physical punishment falling on you from the sky, from the ceiling. Something coming from the earth and also in the intangible sense. What does it mean by the intangible sense? That those who are above you and those who are below you can be a source of punishment for you. How? Who are those above you? Your leaders, people who have authority over you. It could be a boss, right? Racist boss, for instance, who makes life miserable for you. Every working hour, very, very difficult for you, 
right? Just like that, it could be, you know, a woman's husband, for example, very oppressive, abusive. So her life is full of domestic violence, right? She's being oppressed every single day. And she doesn't know how to get out of that relationship, how to get out of that situation. And it happens many times that women want to get out, but they're too afraid. They're too afraid. So they are almost forced to be in that situation. Likewise, sometimes parents can be. Sometimes a father can be abusive. Sometimes a mother can be unfair. And a person is stuck. They don't know how to get out of that situation. Sometimes grandparents could be, uncles could be. In-laws could be, but they are socially above you, so you cannot even do anything to protect yourself. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That He can send this form of punishment to you. Many times, when we think about punishment, we think of what? You know, thunderstorm, lightning, earthquake, volcano, some natural disaster. But we don't think that the punishment of Allah can also come in this form. Which form? People who are oppressive on you. People who are unfair towards you. People who treat you badly. But you can't do much given the situation that you're in. عَذَابًا مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ And مِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِكُمْ These are subordinates. Like for example, a person has employees who are constantly cheating him. Right? A person has children who are extremely rebellious. A husband may have a wife who is extremely disrespectful, who is cheating on him. What is he going to do? What can he do? What should he do? أَوْ مِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِكُمْ These are also forms of punishment. أَوْ or يَلْبِسَكُمْ He can confuse you. Into what? Into shi'an, into groups. Shi'an, plural of shi'a. يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيعًا يَلْبِسَ By the way, from لَامْ بَاسِينَ Labs is to confuse, mix up. So, يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيعًا That your unity is is divided up so you are not united anymore. Rather, there are so many groups, so many divisions amongst you, and you're just stuck in this confusion. You don't know who's right and you don't know who's wrong. You're just confused. يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيعًا Each group, each faction claims to be on the truth. And here you are, confused. What do I do? أَوْ يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيعًا You know, disunity, division is also a form of punishment as we learn over here. When people are united, when they are together, whether it is the people of a family, or it is people who are working in an organization, or people who are studying together in a class, or people who are followers of the same religion, when they are united, this is a huge blessing and mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when they are disunited, when the hearts are cut up, such that the daughter-in-law and the mother-in-law living in the same house, but the hearts are completely cut up, so that they are not on the same page at all, constantly misunderstanding one another, constantly getting into arguments with each other, This is what? What do we learn from the ayah? It's a form of what? A punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, it's a huge test, but sometimes this is a consequence of our own sins. يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيَعًا That He confuses you, He muddles you up into what? Into groups, into divisions. And think about it. If there's anything that we know about Muslim ummah today, it is what? Differences. When it comes to your Eid, We cannot be united. 
When it comes to Arafah, we cannot be united. Right? When it comes to anything, we cannot be united. And what do we do? We blame scholars, we blame masajid, we blame Muslim organizations. And we don't realize that at this time we need to turn to Allah and ask Him for forgiveness so that the doors of His mercy can open up for us. So that we can become united. We can at least come to an agreement as to which day we all should celebrate Eid together. We get into arguments, we commit more sins sometimes, right? That instead of praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, instead of fasting on the day of Arafah, what are we doing? Arguing. Proving who's right and who's wrong. Right? Saying why someone has made this decision and why another group of Muslims has made another decision. Right? They have some worldly benefits and so on and so forth. You know, we blame people for many things. We commit more sin. Instead of turning to Allah, asking for forgiveness, so that the doors of His mercy can open on us, we commit more sin. أَوْ يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيَعًا وَيُذِيقًا And He makes to taste. بَعْضَكُمْ Some of you, بَأْسَ Might, violence. بَعْضٍ Of others. Another form of punishment. That some of you taste the might of others. That people suffer at each other's hands. That some kill others. Some are violent towards others. Like for example, people who are more powerful, they have more strength, they are oppressive towards those who are not that powerful. Whether it is a family oppressing another family, or it is a community, a tribe oppressing another tribe, or it is a nation oppressing another nation, whatever it may be. يُذِيقَ بَعْضَكُمْ بَأْسَ He makes you taste the violence of each other. People suffer at one another's hands. Think about it, the Bani Israel, when they were oppressed by Fir'aun, what kind of oppression was that? It was literally torture, persecution, that their infants, their boys were being killed. Women were allowed to live and the men were taken into slavery. Women were also taken into slavery. The entire nation was being oppressed. And what do we learn in the Qur'an? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ And that was a trial. From who? From who? From your Lord. This was a test from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning Allah allowed this to happen. But sometimes when we see other people being oppressive towards us, whether it's the husband, or it is the in-laws, or it is the boss, or it is the neighbors, or it is whoever, or it is some other country, what do we say? Conspiracy, these people are wrong, it's not fair, this is injustice, this is my right, this is their responsibility. And we don't realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed this to happen. We blame others, we talk about their faults, but we don't think about the fact that Allah has allowed this to happen to me. Why? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow this to happen to me? There is a reason. There must be a reason. And remember, what do we learn in the Qur'an? That everything that we suffer, it's because of what? Because of what our hands have acquired. What we suffer is because of our sins. Because of our disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the Bani Israel, they left the deen, they left the deen, it is then that Fir'aun oppressed them. As long as they were upon the haq, as long as they followed the religion, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also helped them and supported them. And when they turned to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent help to them again. And we see this throughout the history of Bani Israel, throughout the history of the Muslim Ummah as well. Because when a person is in the way of Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also helps him. In tansurullaha yansurkum. And when a person turns away, then what happens? In the Quran we learn that man a'rada an dhikri fa inna lahu ma'ishatan dhanka. Whoever turns away from my reminder, from my Qur'an, then he will live a miserable life, a difficult life. A miserable life. So this misery that we experience at the hands of our children, at the hands of our siblings, at the hands of our parents, our relatives, it's because of what? Many times it's because of our own sins. We discuss our problems we discuss our issues as if they have nothing to do with our sins. They have nothing to do with our actions. You know, for example, there could be a relative and we have very poor communication with them. We are on two different planets. And we say, oh, you know what? They're very different and I'm very different. We just don't get along. She just thinks very differently. She believes this. She believes that. She expects too much of me. Okay. Okay. Is it entirely her fault? No. It's also my fault. I have to reflect on myself as well. What wrong am I doing? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not making it easy for me to communicate with someone who speaks the same language I do. Who has perhaps studied the same Qur'an that I have studied. Who perhaps loves the same people I love. Yet, I cannot get along with her. What's happening over here? What's going on over here? Because it's not possible that we speak the same language, we have the same interests, yet we cannot communicate properly. What's going on? What's going on? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not making things easy for me. Why? What's preventing Allah's help from coming to me? My sins. My sins. So remember, the problems that we suffer in our lives have a direct, a direct connection with what? Our sins, our actions. Our actions, they create problems for us in our lives. This is why one of the pious predecessors, he said, that I see the consequences of my sins, I see the impact of my sins, of my disobedience, in what? In the behavior of my wife, and in the behavior of my riding animal. That I see this. When I disobey Allah, my wife, her behavior with me is not great. And something happens to my car. You know what I'm talking about? Something happens to my car. It just doesn't work properly. So I see their behavior changing towards me when I disobey Allah. Let me give you a small example. When a person does not perform the Fajr Salah, then he does not have Allah's protection. He does not have Allah's protection for the day. When a person does not remember Allah before sunrise, he does not do the appropriate adhkar to take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection, then he is on his own for the day. When he's on his own for the day, isn't he going to suffer many, many problems? Yes. Everything will fall apart. So many things will go wrong. Things go wrong. What happens? We get upset. We say, can't you hurry up? 
Can't you speed up? When will my children learn? When will my parents understand? Why are these traffic lights all red? Why is it taking me so long to get to my work? Why am I late every day? Go back, check. Did you say your adhkar? Did you pray properly? Did you ask Allah for help? We blame people who are driving slowly. Right? We blame people who are not fast enough. And we don't blame ourselves. We blame the entire world. And we think we are perfectly fine. We are absolutely right. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ هُوَ الْقَادِرُ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَبْعَثَ عَلَيْكُمْ عَذَابًا مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ أَوْ مِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِكُمْ أَوْ يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيَعًا وَيُذِيقَ بَعْضَكُمْ بَأْسَ بَعْضٍ انظر, look, كَيْفَ, how, نُصَرِّفُ, we diversify. نُصَرِّفُ from صَادْرَ فَا, تَصْرِيف. To take something back and send it again in a different form. Like for example, تَصْرِيفُ الرِّيَاحِ the changing of the winds. That at one time, the wind is very, very nice and slow, like a very nice breeze, cool and comforting, stops, and then the next time it comes, violent and chilly. So this is tasrifu riyah Over here Allah says, look how we diversify the ayat, the signs, the proofs, the evidences, that how we explain to people through different ways, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَفْقَهُونَ So that they would understand. What should they understand? that your actions have consequences. That if you turn away from Allah, don't expect a very happy, beautiful life. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَفْقَهُونَ But yet, no matter what we see and experience, we just don't get it. We blame others, and we don't get it. That when we've done wrong, we need to turn to Allah and say, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ سُبْحَانَكْ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ There's no God worthy of worship, but you, O Allah, you are perfect. It's my fault. I am wrong. You know, any difficulty that we experience in life, any suffering, realize that Allah is perfect. If He has sent this problem in your life, He has the full right to do so. But that problem came, why? Because I am wrong. I did something wrong. So, inni kuntu min الظالمين So turn to Allah and seek forgiveness so that the doors of His mercy are open to you. وَكَذَّبَ And he has rejected, he has denied, be he with it. With what? The Qur'an. This Qur'an, he has rejected. Who has rejected it? قَوْمُكَ Your people. Your people, O Prophet ﷺ, and who were his people? Who were his qawm? From the people of Makkah, the Arabs, specifically, who were his qawm? The people that he belonged to, the Quraysh, his tribe. So they have denied this Qur'an. وَهُوَ الْحَقْ While it is the truth. قُلْ Say to them, لَسْتُ I am not. Notice the word لَسْتُ If it was لَسْتَ Then it would be, you are not. If it was لَيْسَ Then it would be, he is not. Here it is, لَسْتُ I am not. Just like قُلْتُ What does قُلْتُ mean? قُلْتُ I said. Hmm? So لَسْتُ I am not. Alaykum upon you, be wakil at all a manager. The people of Quraysh have rejected this Qur'an. And this Qur'an is the truth. Tell them, I'm not a manager over you. Meaning I'm not someone who's supposed to force you to accept the truth, to accept Islam, to accept the Qur'an. I'm not your protector, nor have I been appointed over you. No, my job is just to convey. I cannot force, I can only convey. 
In Surah Al-Kahf, Ayah 29, we learn, وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ Tell them the truth is from your Lord. So whoever believes, he may do so. And whoever wants, then he can go ahead and disbelieve. لِكُلِّ For every in News. And over here, Naba gives a meaning of happening. Meaning for every event that is going to happen. And an event, it turns into news. So for every happening, for every event, is what? Mustaqar, a finality. Mustaqar is from the root letters, qaf, ra, ra. Qarar, what does qarar mean? To be stable. So mustaqar literally is one that is fixed in time, one that is fixed in place. So for every naba is a fixed time and fixed place. A fixed time and fixed place. Meaning a time when it will surely occur, a place when it will surely happen. And this is true for everything in life. For example, the birth of a child. Okay, when a woman is pregnant, the birth of a child is what? Naba. But when will the child be born? At its mustaqa. The place where it is supposed to be born and the time when it is supposed to be born. Doesn't it happen that a woman thinks, yes, it's time to go to the hospital, but before even she makes it to the hospital, the baby is delivered sometimes in the parking lot, sometimes at home. Mustaqab. Hmm? The doctor says, three weeks from now, and the baby comes three weeks early, right? Two weeks early, one week early. So, in mustaqab. So just like that, the mushrikeen of Makkah, they were hasty for punishment. They say, yeah, yeah, you keep telling us about this punishment. When is it going to come? Allah reminds them that Allah can send you punishment from above, from below. He can make you violent against each other. He can divide you up into factions. All these are forms of punishment. He can send upon you different kinds of punishments. But remember that for everything is a set time and place. لِكُلِّ نَبَئِمْ مُسْتَقَرْ وَسَلْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ And soon you will know. Meaning soon it will come. And when it will come, then you will not be able to escape. Let's listen to the recitation. قُلْ مَنْ يُنَجِّيكُمْ مِنْ ظُلُمَاتِ الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ تَدْعُونَهُ تَضَرُّعًا تَدْعُونَهُ تَضَرُّعًا وَخُفْيَةً لَئِنْ أَنْجَانَا مِنْ هَذِهِ لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الشَّاكِرِينَ قُلِ اللَّهُ يُنَجِّيكُمْ مِنْهَا وَمِنْ كُلِّ كَرْبٍ ثُمَّ أَنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ قُلْ هُوَ الْقَادِرُ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَبْعَثَ عَلَيْكُمْ عَذَابًا مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ أَوْ مِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِكُمْ أَوْ يَلْبِسَكُمْ شِيَعًا وَيُذِيقَ بَعْضَكُمْ بَأْسَ بَعْضٍ انظر كيف نصرف الآيات لعلهم يفقهون وكذب به قومك وهو الحق قل لست عليكم بوكيل لكل نبأ مستقر وسوف تعلمون So what do we learn in these ayat? Anytime you're having problems with anybody, 
even if it's yourself. Because sometimes we get frustrated with ourselves. That why am I like this? Why am I thinking like this? Why am I feeling like this? It may be problems with your family members in your own house. Whatever it is, turn to Allah. Seek His forgiveness. Because when you will seek forgiveness from Him, He will create ease for you. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى وَاتَّقَى وَصَدَّقَ بِالْحُسْنَى فَسَنُيَسِرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى Then we will make the easy way, meaning the way that leads to Allah, easy for Him. We will facilitate righteousness for Him, goodness for Him. So if things are made difficult for us, we need to turn to Allah. 